what what is it? Uh, it's 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 Deschutes High, Mecca Lecca Low, Mecca Heine, Mecca Heine Heine Ho, and a one two three. Speak into the mic, Mike. And here I am. Coming to you from Beer Snob City. It's the podcast where we try to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. And with me today is our special guest who is not really so much a special guest, but is actually part of the DNA of the podcast, or at least his, his DNA is all over the podcast. Sometimes. <laughs> Has sometimes gotten all over the podcast, we'll put it that way. <laughs> but then we clean up afterward. Mike Zamora. Well, thanks for having me back. Yeah, I like to yeah. think of myself as being special. My teachers always called me special. I got to ride the special bus, so I, I consider <laughs> oh, myself God. special, man. Enough of that shit, yeah. man. So you've you've maintained this uh, insistence that you are like not so smart as long as I've known you. Definitely not. Def- which definitely is not. like the exact opposite of everything I've I've come to expect from you. Which is so I'm, I've always been puzzled by this, and then I come to learn recently that you. Actually, had gone to college too. On top of that, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> you get this idea. So it's just like a running gag, and I've been taking it too seriously, or what? No, you, you, well, you, you know, I think in, in recent years we we've all recognized, or the the, the mental health community has has recognized and, and tried to bring to the forefront that there yeah. are a lot of people that are yeah. are special, such as myself, that uh, have some special needs, but are still highly functional. Like highly functional in the fact that you can't hardly tell that uh, you know I've probably got a f- couple of nuts loose in my head. It's you know. <laughs> On the spectrum, they call it, I guess. You know, it's just you know a touch of the old Aspergers. You know, I just yeah, you know. but I, I don't know if that means you you uh, have liberally used the R word in hey, reference to yourself. I like <laughs> any anywhere where I can set low expectations for myself. I do. <laughs> I worked at a pizza place once, and the guy, one of the smartest people I've ever worked with. I mean, the guy was really really smart. He's a history uh, professor in college now. And um, but just generally smart too, not just not just uh, book smart, but very intelligent, uh, funny guy too. And and I really loved working with him. But I remember at the pizza place, he always used to pretend that he was an idiot, like he couldn't get things down, couldn't do things right. So they always stuck him on the dishes, right? And that's where he just wanted to be back there, just doing like mindless work, not having to worry about any. You know, <laughs> it was like I asked him about that one time. I was like, "What's the deal?" He goes, I just don't want to do all the other stuff. I don't want to deal with it. So I pretend to be stupid, and they put me on the dishes, and I'm happy. Right. Well, you know, so, so, that's bliss for some people. My problem is, is I'm not smart enough to recognize that. Oh, like I, always, I, I always want to be right out in the fucking front taking all of the heat. Yeah, like, but that's you, you should, yeah, you're so full of crap about that. You should be. You, should, you are smart enough to be doing that, so yeah. whether you recognize it or not. And um, it's funny, you, you, you know, you talk about, like, people – like on the spectrum. Um, I've always noticed that about people who are into computers, like in our generation and people who not, not the younger generation, everybody's into computers in that generation, but like our, our group, those who are really into computers on a deep level, there seems to be like a quirkiness to a lot of them. You know, some of them seem pretty normal, pretty straightforward, but some of them, and uh, you know, having just recently met a whole slew of new it people, right. I'm seeing a few of them, and it's just like, what the hell, man? Where does that come from? Because I've seen that a lot, you know, like people who are just seem like they're a little, 
little off. Well, uh, you, you know, on the spectrum, it brings that certain obsessiveness and that, that mindset of yeah. and, and the patience that it takes to maybe work with things like programming or, or even outside of programming, working with things like networking, hardware. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it just takes a different mindset to be really good at that. So I, I think you find in the industry that that is that is a, a set of talents maybe that, uh, you know, yeah. has, has those certain types of people excel at it. Well, I, and when we were younger, there was no such thing as an IT class or a computer class. You know, or there were computer classes, but they were real, you know, it wasn't like what you get nowadays. And so, no, those, th- think, those guys are a whole different set, right? Like yeah, I, work, yeah. I, work, I work with some of those guys. Yeah. They, they all worthless. <laughs> I don't know what computer classes they were taking, but I, I love David Thompson. But, you know, that that skill set that he gained back then. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really not going to carry forward. To no, right now. no, it doesn't. And that always used to crack me up because he would always do things in these old fashioned kind of ways that were, you know, he would we would be using this, uh, you know, uh, like visual basic to create a program. And, um, you know, you've got the whole ability to put up a window and ask the user questions and give them buttons to click or type something in or whatever. And he would always use the little text file with the program that you had to open up first and type in something and save it and then run the program. I was like, dude, put a thing in the window and just ask him to type it there. What's the problem? That was uh, I always thought that was really fun. I mean, he was a brilliant programmer, too. I wouldn't I wouldn't even really criticize him. I I spent a lot of time after he left going through a lot of his stuff and and figuring out how he did some of the things he did and it was kind of mind-blowing it's really smart guy super, oh yeah, yeah super, super smart, smart guy yeah. yeah yeah it was just uh that was just like a weird sort of quirky yeah. thing that he would I, do. I really miss working with him I, know, yeah, I, I to, some, to some extent i, I wish he was kind of in my circle and and uh, you know I, I had because he influenced so much of what my work attitude today yeah because he was right you know I, had, I definitely I, I got into computers late in life i was in you know my late 20s and then you know to, but you know, my first real IT job where I, I worked with IT people. Yeah. You know, he was he was the boss, and you know, his whole attitude about email totally shapes me today. No, I'm not looking at my email every hour oh, or continuously. Yeah. yeah. I might check it at lunchtime if I happen to have it open. I might respond to you. I might get back to you tomorrow. It's 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 a mail message. This is yeah. not a two way communication. If you want a two way communication, you can pick up the phone and dial me. And I have taken the phone off my desk now. I've literally removed the phone from my desk and stuck it in a drawer. Can't check my voicemail. <laughs> if you need to get a hold of me, slack me. That's or funny. Send me an email. And if you send me an email, I'm not getting back to you instantaneously. Yeah. Yeah, that's um that's funny because I, re- I remember you saying a few things about email. I had sent an email to someone. This was like within the first week that I was working with you. I'd sent an email to someone and they hadn't gotten back to me. And I made a comment about how long is it going to take to get back to me? And and then you made a comment. You go, well, you're assuming they've even gotten the message yet or something. It was, <laughs> but it wasn't the way you said it. It wasn't the way I just said it. It was more of a like, uh, you know, reexamine what you're even thinking about here with the email, you know. And, right. and I was like, yeah, okay. And then you were, you also followed up with some comment about how uh, email's not even reliable. And so, what you know. Oh, no, no. Like, it, it, it's highly reliable. It's just not schedulable. You, you can't assume that just because you've, you've pressed send on. I had a user experience this earlier this week. And oh, okay. I wanted to tear the guy a new asshole. But, you know, <laughs> given his position, it wasn't my job to do so. Mm-hmm. But email is highly reliable and and I, I think it goes down to about 89 so 999 and then eight eight levels of nine down email gets to where the fuck it's going what yeah. it is not is schedulable it might take a year to get there that's what you said that's what that's what I was missing right now because I was thinking that's not what you said that's how you phrased it 
I didn't phrase it that right at all. So, yeah. So if an email server goes down yeah. or it sits in a queue forever, it, right? It's not. It's not officially out of the game. It might get to you eventually. The only, the only way an email really gets lost is if it if it goes on a server and that disk gets wiped and that server never comes up again. Yeah. While it's sitting in a queue, that's the only way an email is not getting to you. But how long does it take? That's not within e- email's control. That's not within the sender's control. Yeah. I had some jackass send an email in offline mode, so it sits in the outbox, right? <laughs> Technically, it's sent from Outlook's perspective. That bitch says I'm sent. Yeah. But until it hits the first mail server, I don't get a stamp on it telling me, you know, what what the mail chain is or what the line is so I can go back and tell them how long it took. So I go, there's no no stamp on this email. So what it did is it's sitting in your outbox. Yes, I realize that it said, don't they teach this to people? (laughs) No, they don't. They don't. (laughs) That is like one of the, you know, the emails, like one of the most commonly used things in the office. And there's, I don't remember, I don't know if they've ever, has anybody, I wonder how many companies actually offer training on, you know, understanding how it's used or how it should be used and... And, right, uh, right. Well, that's the thing is understanding how it should be. It's, it's, it's definitely a form of communication. When we think about the forms of communication at our hands, yeah, uh, you know, it, it's one of those forms where it's fire it and forget it, but don't expect it to get there. And mm-hmm. if you don't understand the dynamics of how it works, well, you might be having a conversation with yourself, you know, not, not understanding that there could be a long delay. Yeah. And that's just getting into the social norms, man. Like, I, lots of people don't check. My daughter doesn't even look at her email. I, I've had to teach my daughter yeah. to go, hey. Let's check your email once a day, please. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure we're there yet. I'm getting once a week, maybe. Yeah. Um, well, and- there are, you know, twenties, early twenties and under. They're not into email. Not at all. They won't. They won't look at it. In fact, my daughter, she, she absolutely hates it. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I send like an email to Mason, and he's like, "Are you going to email something to me?" I'm <laughs> like, "Yeah. Why? Can you message it to me?" It's <laughs> like. I mean, I guess if that's what you want. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, the thing I hate about emails, man, they take so long to compose too. Because you never want to, you never want to be just like, oh, like, yeah. like an instant message, right? Yeah. Like an instant message might be a banana to say "fuck you." <laughs> that might be all. I, I, banana icon send "fuck you." Yeah, everybody understands what the banana is about. <laughs> I didn't until just now. <laughs> <laughs> but for me to for but that's me at the banana. Yeah. <laughs> Banana Rick. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, to say fuck you in an email, it takes me writing out, you know, seven little letters in a couple of spaces and maybe an exclamation point, you know? <laughs> not... And if I, I, I want to express a true, genuine thought, I might have to sit and compose that. You know what? If you're sending me an email and you're asking me to return it, you're holding me as verbal, verbal hostage. You're yeah. asking me to take the time to spend effort and energy communicating with you. Yeah. Whereas in a text message, I'll give you the banana. <laughs> For real, so many of our chat threads is just giffy after giffy oh, after God, giffy. Yeah. And I'm like, what does it's like, it, at a certain point I lost the meaning? <laughs> Actually like three or four, yeah. It's like, okay, now we're just off in some rabbit hole. <laughs> Those are funny though. I mean sometimes it'll crack me up if uh, you know something yeah. It seems like it's it's hard to find new ones now. It's like you type in like confused or something or WTF and it's like, oh yeah, I've seen all yeah, these. Yeah, a, bil- a billion times. So, you know, and I'm wondering I'm wondering a long time ago, you know, that we we got some criticism for being the MTV generation, right? Where they said yeah. we were going to have very short attention spans. Yeah. 
is this is this the punctuation on that? Has our attention span gotten so small we don't even want to take the time to write fuck you? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to write it. We don't want to see it. We don't want to read it. Back in my day, <laughs> we typed out the filthy words. <laughs> we didn't just send an animated GIF. Well, the, you know what? The, the, the hipsters of the next generation and, and, and you know... Maybe maybe our kids our our, our kids kind of skipped over the millennials. I'm not considering my child a millennial. Maybe that generation will kind yeah. of go into this backlash where they where they go anti everything. Because I, I I hear my kids complain about millennials oh, all the time. No, my I'm, Alex is right on the cuff. She could be considered either a very late millennial or very early part of Mason's generation. But they both have a really. They're both like the hell is with the millennials you know they're both like this attitude i'm like oh my god there's a massive backlash against this and i hope it doesn't take the form of you know there's two backlashes that could happen there's like the kind of fun one where they just sort of do things to piss the millennials off or then there's the not so funny one where it's like a lot of people take it seriously and go oh so you don't you know you guys are anti-racism so we're gonna like Right. Yeah. What we don't need is the Alex P. Keaton scenario, right? Where, right. Where he, oh, yeah, yeah. Where he has yeah. the hippie parents and just goes completely right, right wing. Yeah. You know, unless I always envisioned, I always considered myself a little bit of the Alex P. Keaton. But, you know, after after I got yeah. a certain age, it was like, you know, mellow out with that shit. You know, I used to spend my days listening to Rush Limbaugh and going, yeah, <laughs> getting fucking fired up about politics. And at a certain point in my early mid-20s, I was like, what the fuck is up with me? I mean, I know I wanted to be rebellious against yeah. my fucking lackadaisical parents, but this is taking this shit too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to listen to Rush in the 90s, but mainly because I knew so many people who were into his show. And I was just like, okay, I got to hear what what this is all about. And I just started listening to it. And sometimes he will say things where you'll go, yeah, okay, I, I can agree with that. And then he'll say other things where you're like, what the, f- where did that come? Like he'll say things you're just like, no, that's coming from some weird like uh, like uh, bullshit attitude, you know, like some really old old mentality, old person mentality. And it's like I'm not I'm not going for that, but. Um, yeah, it, t- it took me a couple of years of just listening to that. And I listened to some of the other conservative talk guys, too, and it was like, mm, I cannot, I don't, because the logic never held for me. There's no. one guy, there was one guy in the group who who was, who was understood logic, and he would always present his arguments in a very logical way. Right. And that was um, that Michael Medved guy. Oh, that dude. I remember him. Yeah, yeah, and I could listen to him and disagree, but not get angry, mm-hmm. because I would go, okay, I, I get where you're coming from, but I just don't. That's not. I don't buy that. He also seemed like a guy who was real open to like hearing the other side, and like maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe somebody who was soft enough that they might change their mind on something. Right, right. Like yeah. I, I think we miss that a lot. Like, there's a lot of people I hear arguing that you know it, it. It again, you know, to go back to the jerk off symbolism. You know, when you're when you're sitting there spouting your re- rhetoric and you're not willing to turn that into a debate that could possibly change your mind in any ways, all you're really doing is jacking yourself oh, off. Oh yeah, yeah. You, yep. you, you know, if, if if the purpose for you speaking your opinion is only to hear yourself speak and to try and force it to come all over everybody else's face <laughs> to leave your jizz, you know, fuck you. Yeah, that's um, I mean, that is what a lot of them are doing. I mean, that's it's just to hear themselves talk, it's just to just to reinforce something that they already, you know, they've already, their own biases and, and try to try to uh, justify it. You know, it's just. Yeah. But yeah, that uh, Michael Medved, he would always explain his reasoning, 
you know, he would say, well, here's what I believe. And I believe it because of this and this. And then I would go, oh, okay, well, that's where I'm not connecting with you on this then, you know, or it would usually with him, it would be the religion thing. He'd right. go, I, I don't believe in abortion because I believe life begins at conception because I'm a religious person. And I was like, oh, okay, that's where, but I could at least look at that and say, Okay, I get where we don't where I why I disagree, but somebody like Rush Limbaugh would say, "Oh, I don't like abortion because liberals are angry lesbians who are trying to make everybody kill their babies." You know, it's like, okay, what? I'm not that. I can't. That seems like you're just trying to get people to hate each other instead of uh, look at you know trying to understand their disagreement. I don't know if any of them are trying to trying to further understanding, but there's no logic in that, is there? That's, that's all emotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all, and then you know, it's they they would they would oftentimes talk about how you know liberals were all about emotion and not logic, and it was just it was like, fuck. But that's all I'm hearing out of you guys. It was funny. I you know after listening to that for a few years and kind of understanding the the concept, um, I found some actually some liberals on the radio who were doing the same thing, and so I would listen to them, and it, and then I kind then I got it, and then I was like, then I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I get it. You know, I would get really hyped up, and then, um, yeah, I didn't like that. No. After a while, I was like, oh, this is like this is like watching um, like a football game or something. Well, you know, you're just a member on a team, right? Yeah, you just yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one all you're doing. Or the other. Yeah, you're just like cheering for your guys, and um, you know, and and getting really hateful about the other side. So I was just like, I I realized I was that was like a really bad path to, to be on. And so I just kind of broke off from all those all right. radio shows. And I was like, eh, I'm not going to do this anymore. That's, yeah. That's not worth it. Fuck that shit. I mean, but it, I mean, it did give me an insight into why, you know, when people watch those kind of things or, or listen to that kind of, those kind of radio shows, that's, that's, it's really just about, you know, just being, being, being a cheerleader, being, yeah. being a cheerleader for yeah. the team. And, you know, in, in in that regard, I don't think that there is any sport where the outcome of the sport is for the betterment of the audience, right? And that's really what we're talking about here. When you talk about politics in America, right? The goal yeah. of politics in America should make a better America for oh, the yeah, rest yeah, of yeah. us. Right, right. And that's not the goal of any game. The game is to crush one side or the other. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, and that, that doesn't help anybody spectating, you know. You never hear a football player say that they won the game for the glory of the sport itself. Right? It's never. <laughs> that shit don't happen. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that's, that is like one of the core problems. with. I, I still try to understand. I mean, I have become a lot less tolerant of, of conservative points of view with Trump being in the office, but... I still do try to hear out other people's points of view and at least look at it and go, okay, I kind of get where you're coming from, but at least try to understand why I'm disagreeing. But I see so much of that kind of tone, you know, out of people that kind of like we have to crush the other side, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, mm. like I'm good, you're not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Liberals are evil or, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. So the bits and bobs, huh? Yeah, that's um, that's this is a surprise for me. Like I said, um, I, I didn't think, know you were not into Ruben. So, so now I'm like, well, well you know, we got to have a meet up in Seattle and go down to Ruben. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Because as I started the story, I, what I was saying was, uh, you know, Ruben's is a real popular place down in the Ballard area. Yeah, and uh, among the state, like if you go and if you go into any place to go buy beer, there's going to be some Ruben sitting there. I haven't been into a grocery store yet that. 
doesn't carry a little bit of Reuben. Yeah. So I, I know they're getting dis- distributed. So what they actually had to do is they had to open up another brewery recently. So we very recently in the state, we had National uh, Brewery Open House Day. I don't know if you remember this a couple weeks back. No. You're looking at me puzzled like you're not keeping in t- touch with the, the beer scene of Washington State. I didn't. I had no idea that existed. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, I can't remember the specific date, but I do think it was about a month ago. Okay. Or, or maybe three weeks. Um, huh. So what I did is, is being a representative of the Beer Plus Three podcast. Still, I mean, I, I know I, I know I'm more of a guest star at this point. I decided ambassador. I, I'm an ambassador. <laughs> so what I went is I went down to the Rubens Brewery, who they were opening their brand new tap room that very afternoon. They were using that day as let's do a grand opening on our new tap room nice. and, and, and brewery. Yeah. So I went down there, uh, stood in line for an hour. Um, and was one of the first people through the door to get into their new brewery. Oh, that's cool. And uh, we went to the tap room, had some beers, and and more than that, um, they were, you know, it was open house day, so they're going to do a t- tour of it. Yeah. And for the very first tour, they were going to have the owner, proprietor, originator of Rubens Brew. Um, I like to call him Papa Ruben. Uh, his <laughs> last name is Robbins. Like I can't remember Mark Robbins, I think is his name. Yeah. Maybe not Mark. Definitely, definitely last name is Robbing or Robbins. Yeah. Fantastic guy. Like he keeps saying definitely and he keeps getting more and more vague. <laughs> definitely something that started with an R. Definitely something that started with an R. If you want to check out our Instagram, we don't do many posts, but there is a post of me and him getting real chummy after the brewery tour. Oh, I, saw, I didn't know what that Okay, now I know what that is. That's cool. Okay. So, so I, I thought I'd go down there and, and represent. And, uh, you know, after the session, God, the guy is smart, like, 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 like a savant, like at yeah. beer, not, not only at beer, but at crafting beer, at the craftsmanship of, of brewing beer and what it takes to get the beer into this can and on shelves, right? Like right. This, this guy knows the whole fucking game. It's, mm-hmm. And at the end of the tour, as, as much as I appreciate some Rubens, um, you know, he left over in this Q&A moment and, he, you know, he, he was only doing the first tour. So I, I felt like I was lucky to be one of the first through the door and then to get to do the tour with yeah, him that's, yeah, that's and cool. have him tell me about all this cool shit they were doing in this brewery that nobody else is doing. All right. Um, <clears throat> but at the end of it, I was like, all this technical stuff was was really good. But what I haven't heard anybody ask you yet, and I'm, I'm looking at him and yeah. I go, is how the fuck are you doing it? Because <laughs> if you were just brewing beer, I said, and I said, I said, how the fuck are you doing it? And I said, yeah. if you were, if this was just a matter of brewing beer, there are breweries, all, Fremont's down the street, and I enjoy Fremont a lot. Yeah, but they're not Willy Wonka in this shit. <laughs> you sir are making fabulous beers and knocking them out of the park each and every time. I mean, what, what's your process here? Because, you know, one of the things I like to do is when I, when I go on the Deschutes Brewery Tour, whenever we go down to Bend, and I like to do it every time we're down there, Yeah, is they always talk about the tasting room and what it takes to make a beer taste the same year over year and all of the people it has to go through and how do we get the hops the same. Right. And I heard none of that on this tour. There was no discussion of what it takes to get the flavor into the bottle because Rubens, in my opinion, you know, every time I crack a Rubens, you know, it might not even be my favorite style, but it's always a fantastic beer. Yeah. So I said, how is it that you're doing this? I mean, where, where, does, where does that part come in? Because that's what I really want to know. I mean, I'm never, I'm never going to be a brewer. You know, there's some people here that homebrew and, they're probably never going to be brewers at this scale anyways. What we really want to know is what does it take to make good beer? Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh. 
<laughs> that's that's what you want to hear. So so what we got to hear and after at that. At that point, did little orange guys come out <laughs> that, and start that, singing that, a song? <laughs> Oompa Loompas come out. <laughs> there, were, there was no Oompa Loompas that were physical. That was, they were all kind of mentally up in his head. And, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> what what he did what he did proceed to tell me was you know the process that he goes through and the testing and the tasting and, and and what it takes to make a good beer and what I didn't hear a lot of which I was kind of surprised about kind yeah. of took me back a little bit yeah um, as I was just explaining with the shoots it seems like a team effort Papa Ruben ain't no team oh so it's <laughs> just him basically deciding whether it's it's oh okay yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got his, uh, his spreadsheets, and he's tasting things, and he's uh, experimenting. And he's benign kinda... dictatorship is what they call that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but for whatever whatever sake it is, you know, he's doing they doing an excellent job of, of representing the state when it comes to making really, really good beer. Um, wow. Yeah, that's – well, I, I think I said this before the podcast started, so those of you who want to hear it can jump to the end to listen to it. <laughs> um, but – um, the first time I associate that little R logo with something with not liking it, because the first thing we had on the podcast was a couple of years ago, and it was just it, I did not like it at all, was and it? I immediately thought I'm going to stay away from that. I think that was one of the one of the one of the probably one of the last beers in the lineup I had before. You guys have I think done not more episodes without me than with me. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> yeah. But I think on one of the last episodes we had the the R and R, the double R, and it was Rubens and Rainier. Oh, that's it. That is it. That's right. Because I associate that with like cheap. Every time I see that logo, I think, oh, that's cheap. That's like some cheap, shitty beer that I don't want anything to do with. No, it's it, yeah. That's what it was. Oh man, you you nailed it. You got exactly exactly where it came from because I knew it had something. I was thinking it had something to do with a with another beer, right? So that's what it That's what it is. So that, so yeah. that that really colored my uh, attitude about this. But this beer is fantastic. I would give this beer a four. Yeah, it's good stuff. I like it. This is really fantastic. I mean, it's a it's the Rubens, oh, I fucked that bits up, and bobs. Let me drink that, that shitty one. Oh. <laughs> I don't. It's care. almost like I ain't poured beer before. Well, that's the kind of you know. That's how I appreci- That's how I like beer. You oh. know, with the most mostly oh. head. No, no, you can't. You can't drink that. <laughs> anyway, it's the Rubens bits and bobs, and it's uh, it's like I said, it's it's lighter than you know when I think IPA. I think it's a little not heavy, but a little on the heavier side, and this is like super light. And it tastes good. I mean, it tastes really good. God, and it's a good morning beer, which is somebody weird. Somebody slapped me for pour that pour. No, that's perfect, man. Look at that. That's like a, the perfect Rick pour. <laughs> good God. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they, they, they've been doing excellent. I, I, I was real happy to be there, and I was glad that I asked the question because everybody was staying, kind of standing there yeah. and asking the, the questions that were real obvious. And it was like, yeah. Why not? You know, if you, if you if you've got the man at hand and you can ask any question, why you know the manufacturing process? You know that's great, but everybody manufactures beer and everybody's going to do it a little bit different. But tell me what the process is for creating this. And that's a great process until the day comes that they get so big that they want to go public, and then somebody's going to want to say, "Well, how do we keep producing this product when you're dead?" Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get to keep your uh, your five senses around to. Uh... <laughs> Well, do. that's what his spawn will be for. He has a, a few children. Uh, you know, they they yeah, obviously got some of his genetics. That's true. And maybe, maybe some of those it. flavor taste buds will be in there. The the, right. the the quest there is then not only does he need to run a, a, a brewery, produce beer, create the art that it takes to create a good craft beer, but he also needs to raise his 
children in such a manner that they won't fuck it up after he leaves, That's which true. I think most people get wrong. <laughs> Are you saying that children don't often do do the carry on with the parents' business? You, you as know, well as the yeah, a lot of times. Why? Okay, yeah. riddle me this, Batman. Yeah. Why does my beer look completely different than yours, and it's poured out of the same bottle? Oh, what the hell? So one's lighter and one's dark. One has sort sort of a uh, almost reddish tint to it. So we're drinking the right here and right now, and you got the right here, and I got the right now. <laughs> I, apparently, that's was this supposed to be something that you were supposed to shake up a little bit before you pour? <laughs> potentially, potentially, I fucked up and not given that the the, the oh, ten well. second swirl beforehand. But that is, they look so that different, is, entirely different beers. It does. It really does. That's not even. You're not even. You've got a cloudy IPA, and I've got an IPA. Yeah, you poured mine second, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's what it is. So I've got all the stuff that was supposed to be <laughs> circulated. <laughs> well, here, I'll drink half of this, and then we'll trade. We'll trade. <laughs> well, I was going to say this. It's pretty good. Oops, oh, well, let's trade right now, because now, now I'm curious, right? <laughs> so that one's real citrusy, grapefruity, very, very bitter, you know, typical IPA. Oh. What's this one going to taste like? It's not exactly the same. This is way sweeter. Yeah. <laughs> well, well can, Wander, we managed to split your beer into two different beers. The right here, right now, hazy uh, is hazy and not so hazy. How the fuck does that happen? I couldn't ask for that. <laughs> you can pour them back and forth like a mad scientist. And try to <laughs> that, is, that, that is truly bizarre. That's funny. Um, Wow, I've never. I've. I guess I've always sort of underestimated how much. Oh, you don't have to. Well, I got to get a picture of this. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Like I, I don't even understand the science of this. I don't either. That's really weird. I mean, I. I get. I. I was about to say. I think I've underestimated how much the uh, the stuff at the bottom of the bottle, you know, needs to be <laughs> right. Needs to be uh, integrated with the beer. I mean, that's probably the best example I've ever seen. <laughs> I know Jeff's got a thing about that. He doesn't like it when. When there's stuff at the bottom that should have been like mixed in, he he seems to get a little annoyed by that. Right. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that it's, yeah, uh, that is the weirdest thing I have ever seen. So uh, the here and now. That's funny. <laughs> right here, right now. Well, that's cool. Um, it's night. Yeah, you get to now claim that you created a wander beer. You created two. <laughs> I of them, created two of them. There's here and now. That's <laughs> so, so, somehow I poured them out. You know, yeah. it, you know, I, I was able to to separate the here and now. Well, they both taste good. I mean, they do. They, they do. But that that side is definitely way sweeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wander beer, always full of surprises. <laughs> What is this? What is it though? Is it an IPA? Okay, it's, it's a, a, an IPA. I think it's supposed to be a hazy IPA. It's a juicy India pale yeah, ale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, in Olympia, we had the Three Mags Brewery, and when we first got down there, that hazy thing was just hitting. I think they were almost oh. at the forefront of it. And they had a big juice and a little juice, and they were yeah. terrific beers. Yeah, Three Mags always makes really good beers. You've been down there to have yeah, a couple yeah. of them, but yeah, I was going to say I, I really like that place. And, that was, uh, I hate that place, but. <laughs> Why do you hate it? <laughs> they've they're never they've never figured out like their service restaurant part, right? Like oh oh yeah yeah. Like produce really good beer and the rest of the business sucks. Yeah okay yeah I know I didn't really focus on that part of it though because I was just 
we were there. We were hanging out with you guys, so I didn't really, I did notice it. Right. I didn't, I didn't dwell on. I, rec- it. I recently had the the opportunity to even even go back, and I, I said no. I, you know, we were doing like a, a last day for like one of the members of the team was leaving. I was like, yeah, oh, we could do three mags. I was like, oh, fuck that. I, I don't need the stress. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, we decided to go out for some uh, Korean barbecue, and it, it, I don't know if it's probably been a while since you've been out for Korean. Have you ever been out for? Uh, they have when you go out for for stuff, you can sometimes get a pitcher. You know what a pitcher is? Mm-hmm. Three and a half beers, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm not that much of a noob. It's <laughs> going someplace, Rick. I'm trying okay. to get you to set me up with a okay, pitcher. Okay, okay, yes, yes. I believe that's true. I believe that a pitcher is three and a half beers. Okay, okay. So we, we went out for this Korean food. And they had, uh, you know, I was looking at the menu here. And I'm like, well, what what beer? You know, we got five of us sitting here. Yeah. Um, they obviously don't know what to order. Um, so I, you know, I, I always know what to order wherever I'm going. But, mm-hmm. but this one threw me for a loop. I'm looking at the menu, and it has all the all the beers and then all the sizes. And I went pitcher, right? I was like, we're getting ready to order that pitcher, mm-hmm. but there was something below the pitcher, like on the list, right? There was like small glass, pint glass, pitcher, tower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for the tower, <laughs> and I said, ta- what, ta- "What? What the fuck is a tower?" Oh, I'm picturing something right now, but I'll, I'll let you. <laughs> so, so, so uh, the lady comes by and she goes, uh, uh, "She goes, uh, tower. What, what's the tower?" She's not very good English. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say she was fresh off the boat, but you know, <laughs> tower. She goes, she goes, she makes hands like this, real big. Oh, so you're holding your hands about three feet, three, three and a half feet apart. Yeah, yeah about three. And a, and, <laughs> well, okay. What was the price difference at this point? Well, That's... there was no price listed with the tower, and I still don't know what oh. the price was. I do know when we left, we, we paid about eighty bucks a head. So I imagine it was probably. Yeah. I probably would have been better off ordering the pitchers, but we ended up getting a couple <laughs> of these towers. The towers were ninety ounces, and this oh, poor little God. This is you, this lady was too old to be a waitress anyway. She had, she had to have been in in her early. 60s yeah and and she comes and delivers the first one it's fucking heavy right got 90 hours of <laughs> 90 ounces of beer oh my god in this tower and she's picturing a bunch of perfectly capable men sitting around a table while this little lady is like struggling to get that's what i'm saying and she's struggling to bring it to the table you know just sitting there quietly watching her say come on we're waiting are and you it, gonna pour it for us too or what and she gets to the she gets to the table and i was like I didn't realize it was going to be that big for for A, but for B, the fact that you know I, I was sitting on the inside, so I couldn't see her carrying it. But some somebody at the edge of the table was making faces while she was walking over, and I was like, "Oh my god, that must have just you know, yeah, it's super heavy, yeah. super tall, super super." This is obviously why they don't offer the tower size everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that the restaurant made her do that. Like they didn't get somebody else to bring it to your table. Right, that's, right. That's, right. <laughs> they, they're going to have to do away with it. I don't think the tower is going to last. Oh. But we, we we did order a second one, and we everybody at the table. Can we carry it for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the last thing I want to see is this thing hit the floor as she's carrying. Oh, but you know she'll take that as like an insult or a challenge. It'll be like, no, yeah, just, just sit at your table. That is exactly <laughs> how she took it, and she was like, "There's no fucking well, way." You know, good for her though. I mean, if that's, I mean, you know, who, everybody should get to that, get to an older age, and, right? And still have the attitude. And, and and I'll say, but the the second one she got to the table, much less foam on it. She had poured it much nicer, and she did not shake it up on the way over. <laughs> she wasn't shaking. That's. <laughs> 
That's nice. That must have been a little less awkward that time. Yeah, and you know, and speaking about awkward, I, I posted this article yesterday again. It's it's, it's my life, not my life. It, it may end up being with the thing I die on is this rant against uh, AB InBev. So oh, I know. I, I, I know. I, I posted yet. another article yesterday, and, and I was reading the article that was again Cloudburst Brewing, at another Seattle brewery. Yeah, uh, one of the one of the lead brewers, one of the head guys that was from uh, Elysian. Yeah, who left shortly after the the merger with AB and Bev created. I, I love because you go in there right, and he's got all these beers that have the old. They're all hinting at the Elysian name of what the beer. Oh, was. that's funny. It's a big that's middle funny. finger to f- fuck you. Right, and, and right. makes some really great beers, but he's not gotten to the point where he wants to do any kind of distributorship at all. I mean, he he he's been there like he he opened up six months after leaving AB, so they they've been there a few years. But yeah, whereas another brewery would already be canning and bottling and shipping out, you know, yeah. I don't I don't know that that's in his interest at all. So he's just you know pretty much if you can't get down to Pike Place, you know, to to drink it, you're probably not going to get any. Yeah. Well, whatever makes you happy. I mean, but, it's like North Fork, you know. Yeah. Like they're, oh, they oh my great god! Beer and they don't bottle any of it, as far as I know. Well, they they, they do some bottling, but they don't do any distributorship out, out, yeah, outside it, of uh, you might find their bottles. I've seen them a few times at the co-op, but oh, interesting. Fuck me. Yeah. Just f- their beer is so fucking good. We were there a couple weekends ago, and I'm I'm sorry we missed you. It would have been a great chance to catch up a couple weekends ago when we were there, but. I, I forgot how good their beer was. What did I? Oh, Emilia's birthday. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 that was a bad weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you had the. Rick I don't want to be remember. I don't want to remember that weekend. Thanks. <laughs> so <laughs> Let's not go there. So, uh, fuck. You know, I forgot how absolutely fantastic and world class their beer is. I mean, there yeah. there is just no messing with it. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah, for real, the real deal. Yeah. Um. So how does the a uh, the ab how does the AB InBev come? Well, yeah. uh, what I was what I was getting at is, is I, I was while drinking those towers of beer, they were Elysian. Yeah, and uh, there was you know I, I oh. tried to order Height, which you know at least if I'm ordering a Height, it's you know it may not be the best beer on the planet. I'm not ordering AB InBev, but she was like, oh, our taps, we don't have none. You're gonna have to order something else. So the, only, uh, the only the only other thing drinkable on the menu. Yeah, and I should tell myself it's not really drinkable. And and it's, when after I read that article yesterday, I wanted to slit my wrists for drinking it. I cannot believe I crossed that line. That's the third time since the the transfer of that company <laughs> that I have crossed the line and drank a fucking AB InBev. And I feel guilty for each one. I, yeah, I remember I don't think the count. You should feel guilty for. I mean, first of all, it was a situation. It was a social situation where you had to, you know, you had a bunch of people and there, you needed, you know, some kind of decent beer. So I wouldn't. You didn't consciously choose that. It was kind of your only option. I should have got up and left. I should have been like, if you're going to serve no. this shit, I'm out of here. No. No, it's punk rock, man. No, I get it. I understand where you're coming from. I don't pay that close attention. I, there are a couple companies I'll avoid because I know they got bought out, like Elysian is one. Um, I'll kind of skip over them. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't think you should beat yourself up over it, especially that, given the circumstances. It's not like you went out that night and said, I'm going to you know, buy a I tower. Line. <laughs> I, I, I crossed a line. And I'm going to have to hire a dominatrix to beat the shit out of me for an hour before I feel good about it at all. There's there's no way I should live with that situation. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, 
I'm uh yeah. I'm not sure what no? to tell you about how to how to absolve yourself of the the guilt. <laughs> Maybe I'll join Catholicism and ask for forgiveness. No, let's not get carried away. <laughs> That's going too far. Let's not let's okay. not overdo okay. it. Well, if there's any dominatrixes out there and they're they're looking for something to do and they want to help me with my 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 in, inner guilt, you know, let me know. Yeah, you know. You know. Well, I want to backtrack just a little bit. This is going to be the weirdest seg. Segway. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to bring that up too in just a minute. Don't yeah. let me forget yeah. the the Segway yeah. thing. Um, when we were in Everett for the hockey game, mm-hmm. we decided to uh, we just kind of picked a random. Uh, everybody was in the mood for Mexican, so we picked this place called El Paraiso. That was uh, like three blocks away from Can the you hotel. Pronounce that again. El Paraiso. Okay. P a r a i s o. Okay. I don't know what it means. <laughs> We can get you. Mean I love your pronunciation. I, no, yeah, see, I don't. I don't speak Spanish at all. I know a couple of words, and that's it. They make the tortillas out front, right? Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. The, and and it was it was like this little old lady out there baking the tortillas. She had like the big a uh, big plate of like the little um little. Truth is, she's probably not that old. She's probably younger than you. It's just making tortillas is hard work, man. <laughs> Well, she was doing them one at a time on a little grill right there, a yeah. little grill right yeah. there. And um, when you walk in, you pass her. And so everybody stops and she gives you a tortilla mm-hmm. and she puts like this, I think it was like butter. We think it was butter. It, it could have been something else. I'm and sure then a butter. little bit of beans and she rolls it up and hands it to you. Yeah. And so, and it was the best fucking tortilla I've ever had in my life. It was so had, freaking good. You should have had a Mexican grandma. Yeah, I know. That's what I was. I was like, "Oh my god!" Every Mexican restaurant needs this. Like, needs someone like who knows what they're doing. Make because she clearly knew what she was doing. And I sat down, and Deanna and I were just looking at each other. Like, we were with uh, Cindy and Tim, who, as we know, are not foodies. And so they just well, kind of Tim, Tim's a foodie. Cindy, I'm not yeah, sure about maybe. Cindy. Yeah, maybe. Tim, Tim's fucking feeling it, man. We were rocking hard in Vegas, man. I, he, I he think, was he was keeping up. But Cindy, I think eh, maybe not he's, so much. He's open to it, but maybe not. Maybe not real uh, alert to it, and maybe not watching for it. But Deanna and I were literally staring at each other, eating this thing. We we're going, "Oh my fucking god, man! This is like crazy good. I cannot believe how good this is." You know, and Tim, Tim and Cindy just kind of ate theirs, and they we were sitting yeah. and we we're like, "Go!" And we're just looking at each other, going, "What the?" F- hell and the waitress came up and and i was like and she she wanted she you know she took she wanted to take her order and i was like i go i don't care what i order as long as my plate has some more of those i said is there a way to get some more of those and she goes when you order if your if your meal comes with tortillas she goes specify that you want the corn tortillas and they'll be those yeah i was like okay i said just right now i want corn tortillas on anything that whatever i order yeah and it was freaking amazing. I, I ordered a couple of tacos, and, and they came on that. And it yeah. was fucking I, – I, that's all Deanna and I could think about was the freaking tortillas. We're sitting there eating the meal going, okay, it's like the, we could have just ordered a plate of the tortillas. <laughs> it was so good. I've never had that experience at a Mexican restaurant. Of course, most of the Mexican restaurants we go to are the – I feel I feel bad now for the all, kinda, all, all, all the gavachas around the world because you know that, that was my life. What do you think made, it made me fat, man? Was my grandma oh. <laughs> sitting in the? I was a skinny young child. I spent one summer with my grandma. Right, like there was one summer where whatever I don't remember what it was. I had to spend like you know, like six weeks with her during the summer. Mm-hmm. And when I came home, I was a chunky little boy, and I have never not been I chunky since not, then. I do not blame you. If I had been there with you, I'd have been exactly. Well, I already was by third grade, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, man, oh man, I I've I think I've had like the fresher tortillas like that that they sell at the market here uh-huh. in Bellingham, but I've never had them like literally right off the the Kamal. 
Oh my God, man, that is an experience. I I literally literally would pay just for just to have a plate of those things that she well, handed us when we first walked the, in. The, the good news is, is if you'll go over to my rancho, which has gone through its third expansion since opening. Okay. Uh, you remember where Nicole used to work uh, over on? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that that the Mexican grocery store that was right there. He's real small. He was just a butcher at one point. Right. He has now expanded, and I think from what I understand, and I haven't seen it, I haven't put my eyes on it, but from what I understand, he's now taken over like half of that place between oh. everything that he's doing there. He's just exploded, but one of the things was is on Saturdays and Sundays, they would have fresh tortillas handmade, so oh. Oh, you've been okay. missing this opportunity. I mean, you may, I, I'm glad well, you experienced I, this. <laughs> I had never had no. I'd had the fresh ones before, and they are better. But I, like I said, I'd never right had them right off the thing. Yeah, and, well, and you, I'm probably not going to get that out of that. But it's still, it's, well, if you go to my rancho, you know, when I, when I, if I order two or three dozen, I have to wait because they're making them. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I'm so, I'm up so for that. You, you might consider that. Yeah. I I think it took this experience though to make me really appreciate how good yeah. how good that is because I I never really it never really registered with me yeah. or Deanne yeah. and well, so uh, uh, and that was I was I was meant to ask you I was going to ask you where it was in town that you were and that's that must be the place my right? rancho yeah, yeah okay yeah. that's it yeah my my homeboy Luis and I, I love Luis yeah he is he's really I'm so proud of him for what he's done right like he yeah. like I believe. Uh, Swapman said he was working at La Gloria, and then he just, you know, fucked this shit and doing this on my own. Yeah. Leased out, like, a sliver of a spot, right? Opened up a butchery, and then very quickly has now taken over half the fucking building over there yeah. for his Mexicanness and everything. Well, I'm doing. about to go contribute to the, his success, because that's... Um that is uh, Deanna and I were talking about that on the way back, you know, and that's that's what I was like. I'm going to ask Mike where that was because I couldn't remember. I right. was like, Mike had a place that he was really crazy about in Bellingham, and that that's it. Go, that's go, it. Go get a couple pounds of carnitas. Tell him you want fresh tortilla. I, I hope they're. I, it's been a it's been a while since I've oh, gone there in a second. Oh, yeah, don't say that. Uh, right, right, right <laughs> after this, we we're actually headed there, so I can give you the update. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, please. Because that that was uh, Nicole just had her birthday as Deanna did. Yeah, and she was like, I want tacos, or yeah. carnitas, so. We made we made tacos at home like uh, just three or four days ago, and we were and we just had like the store bought tortillas, and we were both sort of looking at them. Like, oh, <laughs> sad, <man. laughs> sad. Face. Bring in the sad Snoopy music, you know. From <laughs> it's like this. Well, this I'm glad really I'm work. glad you had a real good meal, and I'm I'm glad you enjoyed the t- that yeah. Mexican restaurant is shit. What is? <laughs> what is? That, the one, oh, you the one in Everett? Uh, I've been there it a couple was, of times. It was okay. The, I mean, the tortillas, I mean, the, 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 their whole... I like that they play their game right up front. Like, we're going to hit you with this fucking tortilla. But yeah. the, rest of the, the rest of your meal's not going to be not. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, actually, that's true. The, the star of the show was the tortillas. Um, then, the rest of it was very... You could, could get anywhere. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, they had potatoes in the, in the rice. Which was kind of like I looked at that. I was like, okay, that's. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I've seen Yumile do that before, mm-hmm. so that's a little bit closer to the real deal. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, that's that was for me. I was just like, oh my god, it's, it's the tortillas. Man, I could have. I could have just ordered a plate of those. Well, so that's that's that's, that's what I'm saying. That's how I got the other thing to know. Yeah, and I don't want to talk shit about anybody's grandma out there, but I'm about to do it. <laughs> my my grandma was from Texas. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she made flour tortillas. Yeah. 
and it takes magic to make flour tortillas. Corn tortillas is easy, man. You mix that masa up, you throw it on a kamal, yeah. toast it on both sides, it's done. There's not a lot to it. Making a good flour tortilla, that's where the magic's at. So what you need to do is have a good homemade flour tortilla. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I have a good homemade flour tortilla, man, it brings tears to my eyes. You know, it just reminds me of grandma. Really? Because, yeah, she she was... You know, just you know, Texas just didn't have the same corn that you would get in Mexico. So right, right. flour was their thing. So I grew up on flour tortillas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. yeah that's um. You know, flour is a different thing. It's like it's more like a bread, right? Like like a, a corn tortilla is like a uh, you know this masa mix that you're toasting and drying out. Whereas with a flour tortilla, right. you got to get some leavening in that shit. You got to raise it. You know, it's almost like making a right, bread. Right. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just the logic behind it. And what I really wanted to hear was how you did in your logic class, because, you know, what you mentioned was you were, you were going to college now. <laughs> yes, I'm taking classes. The logic class I did really well on. I, um, I had taken a class similar to that in way back in the, what is it, the early 90s? Was it the early 90s? Fuck. Late 80s. Jesus Christ, man. Fuck. So yeah. I'm having one of those I'm, yeah. I'm old moments. Um, Must have been before me. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm early '90s for my my first stint at trying the college thing after high school. Yeah. So maybe you late '80s. You're a couple years older than me. Well, I, I had three years where I I kind of drifted after high school. Where I didn't want to do anything, and I I had a friend's mom who I'm just doing heroin in the basement. No. <laughs> Fuck this no. shit. I, you know. <laughs> Why did no, somebody I was inseminate just, my mother? I Why just, am I here? I was just convinced that I would just do just fine without any college, and I had... What would you have done? I don't know. It's Aberdeen, for God's sake. I mean, I would have been working at the AMPM still, was basically what would have happened. You I know, would, you know, maybe I, I would have been, like, the, the assistant manager by this point. <laughs> you know I asked, though, and, and not, to, not to derail the, the conversation, but no. these are the fears that yeah. I'm having right now where I look at my eldest... And oh, she don't. she has zero interest in doing anything, and I'm like, oh my god, what do you? It, well, and, and and to hear her talk, it's like, well, I'll just work at you know wherever I'm working, and it'll be good enough. I'm like, do you? Know, how are you, my seed? All I have is drive <laughs> to make more bread. Like I think I did wrong, man. Like I should think that I, I try to I try to lead the kids to believe that we're struggling, so that you know they they get maybe a little bit of drive as far as oh right that's that's not a bad idea. <laughs> but I don't think it's paying off. I, I I still think they in my in my opinion they don't seem to have the gumption to want to like rise like I want it to rise. Like because I was not, you're looking at it from your age now, and you forget what you were like back when you were 16 and 17. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and I didn't really have a real awakening with that until I was about 20 or so, 20 or 21 years old. And that's when I suddenly had that realization. It's like, holy crap, man, I'm like going, I'm in Aberdeen, Washington. And I'm not, I was not an exceptional student. I was not very good at high school. I don't have any, you know, I've got a lot of interests. I've got things that I like to do, but there's no, I'm not going anywhere with this. And I had, around the time I was starting to think that way, I had um, my best friend's mom at the time. He was uh, Dave. Um, Dave can't fucking maintain my car. Dave. Okay. Well, Dave's Fuck that guy. Dave's a whole. He's other. really been pissing me off the last two weeks. <laughs> well, he listens to the podcast, so if you want to let him. Dave, know. fuck you. It's called maintenance. <laughs> if you can't afford to maintain your car, you can't afford a car. Well, anyway, at the time, he and I were were definitely best friends, and I was at his house a lot, and I kind of viewed his mom as more my mom than my own parents. 
That sounds like my mom's job. Yeah. Like with the Miller. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, when you have the loser parents who just don't want to, you know, not that my, my mom's kind of turned her life around. She's she's good now. But, you know, back then they were just, they were horrible. And so I... I that whole generation, I don't know about them, man. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, no, no. We, uh, we've talked about that before on the podcast about the fact that that, you know, the whole generation that spends its time berating millennials now. It's like, uh, weren't you guys like completely stoned and drunk constantly when you were young? Yeah. It's like, uh, oh, God, they're having avocado toast, for God's sake. Get off their freaking backs man i love that Jesus. avocado toast too i know it's like <laughs> alex alex is into it too and she was telling me about it i was like um and mason even asked me about it he was it's like fucking really good rick i know it sounds good to me and it's like it's like i don't know why are we beating up on millennials for oh my god they're eating healthy <laughs> it's like really it's because we want them to be punk rock and they're not they're just a bunch of pussies. oh yeah i have that complaint too but it's like it's like that's a minor thing it's like jesus you know our our we well we were talking about it on the podcast in the context of it seems like like the millennial generation there when they become pregnant it's like like Brie it's like no drinking no smoking no being around anything i don't even want to be around loud music you know it's like but our parents generation was like well if you only smoke a cigarette once a week or you, you, you know yeah, you know, yeah it's exactly like, it's like You'll okay fine, sure yeah. but then once the kid's born then you can smoke like crazy around them and it doesn't really matter and you know what and they'll raise themselves <laughs> the door's unlocked you know they'll show themselves in you know I'm gonna go get high <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but um anyway um to backtrack here to what you were talking about, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about your kids. You know, if you, I think if you raise them, raise your kids right. You know, and and you keep them basically on track. I feel like I've been doing okay. Yeah. I mean, I really do. I'm I sure just, your I just, kids I just will worry be fine. that they've got no motivation. Yeah, I worried about Alex because she had a lot of things going on with with her that. I won't get into on the podcast, but it was just stuff that made me think. I was like, "Wow, you're you're going to have a hard time." out in the real world, you know, and she moved out. She's got a job. She's, you know, doing school. She's yeah. fine. She's yeah. doing great. Yeah. I mean, and she's like, uh, she's really thriving too. So, you know, and, and I, and obviously I have the same things with Mason occasionally. And I just think, you know, it's fine. They're, they're both smart kids. They're both creative. They both know, you know, they'll find their way eventually. You know, sometimes it takes on people. I have a, you know, I had a friend who, did really lousy in high school. He didn't want to go to college either. And he just kind of, he's super successful now. You know, I think some people just kind of have an awakening at some point. At where some they point realize, where they're like, I, you know, I don't want to be a part of that, that class. Yeah. 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 You know, so, I, and they, they always say that kids rise to the same level as their parents. Eventually, you know, they'll, oh, they'll figure out. Me. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Taking bong hits off the beer. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't worry about your kids. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about them. I mean, I am, but I'm not. I am. I just, you know, I, everything I've got, I fucking fought tooth and nail for. The fact that you're worrying about your kids shows that you care, and the fact that you care, they know, it's just, and so it, it's, it's going it, to, it'll... Neither, it'll... neither one of them seems like they're a fighter or like a, they're scrappy like me. I'm a little bit scrappy, right? Yeah, but you weren't... Were you like that when you were like 17 years I have old? always been scrappy. Like, don't <laughs> fuck with me. Yeah, but that does not determine whether you're going to be a success in life. Doesn't, you know, it? doesn't it? I don't think so. No. I had a, my, that friend I was just talking yeah. about. He was his family was like real super privileged. They were he had he always grew up with everything he wanted. 
Um, he seemed like he had no direction in life, and he's doing great now. Oh, awesome for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I worry. You know, and you're right. Maybe, you're maybe supposed to worry. Maybe I shouldn't be worried that they're not scrappy. It's just you know, everything that I've gotten in life, and I feel like I feel like I've taken myself very far. Yeah, it, it's been a fight. Like I mean, I recently went through a little fight at work, and I got exactly what I wanted, but I had to go in there with a fuck you attitude. You're either going to give it to me, or I'm going to fuck you in your skull. <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna hold off at my new job taking your approach for a little while, but I like that that worked for you. Well, I mean, and, and I waited a little bit myself. You know, when they brought me on board, they made, they you know literally they made me the 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 Godfather offer where it was an offer I couldn't fucking refuse, so I came. Oh yeah, yeah. and then I got there and I found out what a shit hole it was, and then I've spent the last couple of years suffering. And, and the other day, I I you know I you know we're both members of a union now, the same union, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through and, 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 you know, I, I had my grievances with the union and I took them to the big union meeting and, and, you know, yeah. as you say, you know, we're all kind of, everybody in this industry has a little bit of a, right. I remember you telling me they have that. an attitude. Well, I went and had a couple of drinks and like I said, I'm scrappy. And if, if I'm scrappy, I'm <laughs> even more scrappy after a couple of drinks. So I made sure I took a couple of drinks with me before <laughs> going to this union meeting. And so I, I'm picturing you in your car drinking. <laughs> I was I was not I was in three mags drinking I uh, you know yeah I it, know. it, it, it I was know. give me the thirteen percent beer and I'll have a couple of shots of four roses before I walk over to the oh. union hall right right <laughs> and then you got their crappy service to really piss you off right you. exactly <laughs> so uh, you know I was I was set and primed and ready. Oh. This this is a really good beer, by the way. I've, yeah. I've been sipping the amount that spilled over the edge. I don't know if you'll edit. You'll, you won't edit it. No, out. I'm not for, edit for, that for, out. T- for two minutes. It's, it's not <laughs> fucking worth it. Um, I, so I've had a couple sips of this. This is a, I wanted to call it a, a wander, but it's not. It's an Aslan. I wonder. Do you, yeah. do you think they could have? Is it possible that Aslan could have sub? You know, they could have been like, Wander, can you come over and can we pay you a couple bucks? <laughs> Like a ghostwriter, like somebody yeah. coming in and just doing work for someone else under their name. Well, I mean, in the beer industry, it's not uncommon and it's not unheard of to do that. Oh. But this tastes like a wander beer. Yeah. This, the couple of sips I've had off the shit that overflowed from the bottle when it exploded on me, it's fucking great. Oh, wow. This is like one of the best Saisons I've had in a lot. It was $16 a bottle. So, I mean, oh, you know, the shit. price the price commands a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's fucking worth it. It's a terrific beer. I mean, I poured it in the wrong glass. We should have had... <laughs> You know, some fluted glasses for this shit, but it's yeah. really fucking good. Yeah, well, before we move on, though, this is uh, the right here, right now, Hazy IPA. <laughs> Even though we split it into two different beers, what would you rate that? Um, it's, On average, it was good. I mean, it's Wander. I'm not going to fuck with Wander, you know. Yeah. On, on the IPA scale, it's, you know, for years. Remember, You remember when I, I realized that we were on a five-star scale and not a four-star scale? <laughs> <laughs> Which it was, oh, was almost to the end of, which would have you know almost ended to the end of my my tenure there. I was like, oh, we've been doing five stars this whole time. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd, I'd say it was a it you know it, it's good. It's three. It's yeah, three and that's a half. exactly uh, what yeah, I would say. I, I would have enjoyed it maybe if I had mixed it and we would have had the continuous beer together. Yeah, the Reuben I enjoyed a little bit more even. Yeah, that's why I was going to say that's a four and the Wander is a three, but uh, three is not not um, a the, bad thing. Yeah. Exactly. Not at, not, not at all. It, it's, it's very respectable. I don't feel like I wasted my money. And now we're on to the Aslan Brewing Francis Farmer Saison. Me, that wow, is that's fucking that really is good. Really good. I'm going to pick up another beer uh, bottle before I leave town. Yeah, I, I don't I'm, know if I can get that anywhere else. So, 
that's a surprise. I, I, this is again like the Ruben thing. I, I, I see Aslan and I'm thinking, eh, it's going to be mediocre. Mm, no, that's this is not at all. Mm-mm. It's mm-mm. Really good. Not at all. Super good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to get a bottle of that for later. Wow. Francis Farmer. <laughs> Interesting. So, uh, oh, at? oh, segue. Yeah. By the way, yeah. Okay. Right. That's a right. here's here's a there's I, I, a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> so. A, a, um, I had built one in there, by the way. So if you if, if you didn't want to go to your segue, I had built a segue into the, the previous conversation. Oh, okay. I do, well, I do we have can, some of this podcasting skill left. <laughs> we can take we can take either route. Which yeah. one do you want to go? <laughs> that, that, I I think I know the the direction you're going. Mm-hmm. So I built that into the last conversation. So okay. let, let, let me let me see if I can if, if so, I've got any finesse left. A little humility here on my part because I had uh, told uh, we had actually had some classes at my new job about writing documentation and writing email and things like that, and it was about not overdoing it and like being the lean methodology. Yes, and they it was a, lean. a guy named uh, Jordan Peabody from Peabody Communications that operates here in Washington State. And actually has a lot of he he does a lot of classes with uh, Washington State, yeah. you know, with employees of like uh, government employees and stuff about. I gotta get you to Olympia. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> not not happening there, huh? <laughs> but he was a. Uh, he's really into the idea of like demystifying some of the language in in government. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of it all being this kind of elaborate stuff that makes no sense to anybody yeah just uh just flat out say exactly what you're trying to say don't you know don't don't overdo it and i get and people in government positions tend to well i mean it's all about feelings right i mean we're in a very liberal state and from a political standpoint i was discussing this with the wife last night is all of these if if you're at a, if if you're in an agency or position where your highest report is the governor Mm-hmm. Which she's in that I, I'm not. My, my dude don't report to the governor. He can yeah. put a middle finger to the governor if he wants. <laughs> then you are in a very political position where your job is to make sure that that asshole at the top looks good. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so yeah. everything everything down from that level has to have all those touchy feeling, overly worded. Yeah. 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 And and so so it's 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 really a big deal. Like back at back at the state level. It, that's where they, they teach lean to everybody because they're trying to work that shit out. They're like, you know, I we recognize right, right, right. we recognize the position we've put ourselves in by having feelings at the top of our of our org chart. Right. And then but you know, we need to remove some of that and make everything a little bit more lean, a little bit more dry, a little bit easier for everyone to understand yeah. and not worry about what do they call that? Political correctness? Yeah, yeah. So uh <laughs> I, I see where you're coming from. I know where you're going. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, it was so part of the part of the class was about you know basic grammar stuff. You know, talk, talking about oh, some of the you know they're they're, talk, they're they're teaching my man grammar. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> well, it turns out in my little area where I sit with four different guys, um, one of the guys is really into grammar. The way more than I you? am, yeah, or the, the way you same. are. Well, I'm going to have to concede apparently more than me because of what I'm about to tell you. We're sitting there in the group, and I had told one of the other guys. You know, he says, "Oh, this stuff's always really." hard for me and i said i go well i go i'm a little bit of a grammar nazi so if you ever have any questions that's let me know. That's like he, hat, he yeah. came to me he said he was i was gonna send out an email telling some people that happy new year's you know he goes is it new year's new year i was like okay <laughs> i got it so um but you know he turned to me last week and he said he goes is it segue 
right? And yeah. I said, I go, no, I go, just don't, you don't have to put way in there. Yeah. Just say you're going to seg to yeah. something, yeah. right? Well, I don't know why people put way in there. Right. What's that for all about? And the other guy who's into grammar, he like perks up and he goes, he goes, no, 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 no. And he pulls up his phone. It's, did he get the stylus manual out? No, he got he got something on his phone, and he and he hit something, and a voice came out of his phone that said "Segway," and I was like, well, "I don't understand what you're doing. What are you trying to? I don't get what's going on here." And I said, "I go just just use the word seg, right?" And then the he looked at me. He goes, "It's Segway," and I was like, "What do you mean? The pronunciation of the word is Segway?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, there's no fucking way that's true. And I looked it up, and I'm like, holy shit, S-E-G-U-E is pronounced Segway. You didn't know that, right? No. I, <laughs> I had, like, this moment of, like, it was so embarrassing. I was like, what the hell, man? You just got a dick in I your thought, mouth. I, big How does time, his ass taste? Big time, big time. He was kind of laughing at it. I mean, he was like... He was sympathetic. He was like, he was like, oh, he told me some story about, you know, about how there was some word. He, how does it he feel to get know. fucked? <laughs> he, but he told me some story. He was trying to like sort of sympathize with me about some word that he right. thought was wrong all like, his life and had only recently learned what it was. And and I'm just sitting there going, man, I feel like a total idiot. Fuck. I, how do how do they even let you? How do they even <laughs> let you into university? When your ass don't know how what Segway is pronounced like. I don't know. I have always thought people were just putting the word way in there. Yeah. Like we're going to seg way to something. And I it always sort of grated on my ear a little. I was like, why are you putting that word in there like that? But no, they weren't putting the they word were, in yeah. there. <laughs> so all of these episodes in the past yeah. where we use the word seg <laughs> in you, quotes. You you've been <laughs> You've been cringing anytime somebody says Segway. Right. I have probably have without you've realizing like, You've it. been like, I don't want to correct you, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm glad I didn't. I don't think I ever have corrected anybody on that because I would have been completely wrong and yeah. should have been corrected myself on the use of the word or the pronunciation, at least. Right. Um, yeah, that was a little, that's why that you gotta, was a little awkward. That's why you got to dick out. <laughs> you got to dick out, man. You got to... What a, you were probably not trying to be the asshole every time somebody said that, and somebody could have corrected you a decade ago. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not the type who will in casual conversation. If I, I'm not the type of person who will correct someone. Like if we're, talking, I know you won't. I think that's I, BS. I, I know you won't, but you know, I, I, I'm the kind of guy who will. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it to someone if they're on. Like my favorite thing is like somebody makes a post on Facebook. And it has a grammar error in it, and then somebody else will correct the grammar. Yeah. But in their correction, there's a grammar error. I love pouncing on that and going, "Well, I would take you more seriously if, if you hadn't, if, left, you know, if you hadn't fucked yourself." Yeah, but that's the only time I'll ever jump on someone if they're correcting someone else and they screw up. But I have always thought it was really douchey to do that to people. But um, me, you too. Know. me too. I'm totally <laughs> there with you. But yeah, so I I kind of wish somebody had corrected me right. sooner though because uh, that was that was strange. So I, guess I had yeah. always assumed it was pronounced one way when it was yeah, wasn't. and they didn't teach that shit in logic class. <laughs> no, they didn't. So so, that, so 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 about a mile back, I was like, okay, let me let me get into this conversation of this kid of my children, so that I can then flip the conversation about oh, okay. how I'm trying to lead a good example for my children by doing homework. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I've introduced homework back into my life's yeah meaning. Yeah, so see where I was going, like yeah, wait, oh, yeah. like a mile back. There. 
<laughs> so we just made a U-turn and we now we're taking the exit. So, so I've been trying. I've been trying to point you back because we both uh, we both went on this similar vacation last year. At, the, at towards the end of last year, we went on a a, a celebratory tour of yeah. the Las Vegas area. Yep. And uh, during part of that, uh, I was. You know, I'd met Cindy a couple times before, but we got to spend a lot of time with Cindy. And, and one night we were drunkenly discussing how she was getting a master's in uh, teaching. Uh, no, it was, no, that, or, oh, that, that oh, hadn't no. fucking stunned me. What had stunned me was she was getting a master's in in math. Math, math that's what it is. To yeah. teach very young children. I don't know. I don't remember if it was kindergarten or elementary school. It's like, yeah. how does it take master's level math? To teach, <laughs> it's it doesn't take master's level math. It takes master's level, level teaching. teaching. Yes, and, yeah. and this is what I asked her. Because because at first that I, my, my mind was the gear just went. It's <laughs> 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 like, addition, subtraction, division, and and maybe decimals. Yeah, and, yeah. and my my head just went in my neck, and I was like, and I went wait wait. It's it's really got to be more about her learning the teaching, right? Like the master's has to be in the teaching. Yeah. But we, we, her and I went back and forth. We had a really great conversation. It was off. Obviously, somewhat inspiring because at the beginning of this newest year that we're in, 2019, mm-hmm. I myself had, had gone back to school and am re-educating myself yeah. um, in, in the ways of the force. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing the exact same thing. And a month later, you yourself joined. Yeah, so you you started. Uh... Yeah, no, no, and I, I know uh, a couple weeks back when you had uh, missed going to the uh, party. Um, that uh, you know, you had intentionally wanted to have a, a small conversation on it. At least you said, "Hey, you know, oh. you want to touch base and see how how everybody's doing." And so, uh, the school yeah. thing, yeah. I mean, uh, it, you know, it's funny. I was I was I was thinking about it, and yeah, it, I don't know. I, I don't really have the attitude for school. I've been doing like so. What I've been trying to do is a for one. This is really anytime my kids start giving me a, a hard time about their school and their grade, I'm like, "Look, motherfucker, your dad comes home. I go to work all day long. I come home." I eat the dinner that you've made for me. I bitch at you because you need to do the dishes. And then I go back and I do my homework. Where's, where are you doing your homework? I, I don't understand where the lack of, uh, yeah. Yeah. like, I'm working. I go to the gym. I'm doing my, at the gym. I'm doing my homework while I'm at the gym. Yeah. Show me the effort. Your dad's fucking pumping iron here yeah. and educating himself. What are you doing with your life? Right. I that's You described exactly what I do. I come home from work. I have dinner. I hang out with Deanne for maybe you know half hour or so, say hi to Mason, yeah. see if he needs anything from me, and then I head into the other room, and I, and I start going. Yeah. And I'm trying to put in four hours a night. Really? Yo, you're, you're, I, I've been, the last couple of weeks, I, you know, I'm in a class right now that I really fucking hate. So. What's, which one? Uh, web Development Foundations. Oh, man, I would fucking love that see, class. See, you'd have been done with it in a week, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm on my fourth week. I've been, uh, I, uh, tag, edit, yeah. CSS, you know, style sheet, you know, you, you wouldn't even have had to study. This, I, this, the rest of the classes, a lot of the classes have been like that for me where I, I look at the book and I go, oh, I just need to like bone up for this test real quick. Let me, yeah. give me, give me one week and I'll yeah. do the test. This See, would have the, been that for you. This conversation will be flipped when I take any of the networking classes. Right. That's where I'm going to be like, fuck, man, this fuck. is... Mike. <laughs> I've read, I did read uh, TCPIP Illustrated though a few years ago. <laughs> So at least I have like a, the the foundation. Right. I at least understand the basics. You got you got your OIC, it's o, not, OSI model in your head. You've got yeah, seven yeah, layers. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all you really need to know for the first couple of classes. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, maybe it won't be that bad. But yeah, you know what's amazing is that um, I kind of went into this thinking, you know, the the whole online 
doing um, finishing the degree online, I still had that kind of bias in my head about eh, this is not going to be that hard. This is harder than actual like the going to the physical. It is. School. It is a lot harder. It's I, not as lengthy. It's not as lengthy, but no, it is that's harder. The difference. That's the benefit. I it, to me this benefits me because I like to I I like to plow through things fast. I don't like the daily like little tidbits of like we're going to cover this topic today and we're going to cover this next thing. You know, it's like there's no you know, you can you can blast through it at your own pace, which I, I like. Yeah, there's um, there's none of that dude who's in the class who won't shut the fuck up, oh, stop asking questions. Yeah. Oh, no. That dude doesn't exist in this world. A little suck-up asshole that, that's trying to get his grade pumped up but from the teacher by being, like, best buddy with him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah that's what God. I really enjoy about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is I, – I like the being able to do it on my own pace. That's definitely a thing. But, yeah, I – that whole attitude that this was somehow going to be a little, maybe a little easier. No, not even fucking close, man. No. You know, a lot of a lot of classes, and you probably had the same experience where you'd start off with the syllabus at the on the first day, be like, "This is all the stuff we're going to cover. This is the you know the entire textbook. We're going to get through the whole thing." And then it was like inevitably you would like the last like quarter of the textbook by the end of the semester, you'd be like the teacher would be like, eh, "I decided we're not going to make it through this." Because I wanted to spend more time on this thing or right. this thing, mm-hmm. or we did that little detour, and it's like, okay, but I there's half the book I that we didn't hit, learn, right? I, I, I hope there's nothing, nothing in that book that I needed to know. Um, yeah, but with this, there's no time limit, so you basically have to get through the whole all the material, yeah. and so there's a that makes it a little bit harder, in my opinion. Plus, it's, you're paying for that shit. I mean, what really motivates my cheap ass is the faster oh, I get through this, yeah, 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 the yeah. cheaper it is in the long run. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that that's in the back of my head, too. It's uh, definitely a, a motivating I've, I've got factor. my four classes done, so it's, it's alleviated a little bit of the pressure, right? Like, Because I, I, I went oh, the student loan it. route. I got the, I went the student loan. Yeah. I didn't want to put out the money. And I thought, well, it's a yeah. really cheap interest loan, and it really is a cheap interest loan. Yeah. I was like, ah, and then plus the work is going to pay some of that back. I was like, ah, but you have to pass the four classes before it really counts that you've gotten your loan. Otherwise, you're going to pay high interest on it. Yeah. So I yeah. got I got that bullshit out of the way. So now I'm taking it a little bit easier on myself. But I still think I'll have eight classes done before the June yeah. 30th fucking deadline happens. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of time. I've gotten through um, three of them. The only reason I haven't finished the fourth is because the fourth one for me is a math class, which is... Uh, that's always going to be a tough one for me. Yeah, it's always going to be slow going. Oh, see, I'm sorry that uh, you had. Yeah, you know, I I had already had my uh, my associate's degree. You know, which you know barely should count as a degree. It's just like high school plus. I didn't even have my associate's degree. I had it technically in the amount of classes I had taken, but I screwed up. I missed it by three credits at at the community college in Aberdeen. And so we and I I just completely fucked up. I was just like, holy shit! I can't believe I'm going to get to the end and I'm and I'm missing this. And there's no way to fix it. And then we had already made plans to move to Bellingham. We were already in on that, so yeah. it was like, fuck. And you're like, oh, my course is already set. I'm working at Ennis. I got this good life. I'm out of the fucking <laughs> hole. Fuck university. Well, fuck college. I got to, fuck the rest of my life. I got life. to Western, and it's like, okay, now I have to backtrack because like. Six or so credits didn't transfer, yeah. and Western doesn't do two-year degrees. So no. it's like, fuck, I'm not going to get... There was I'm Whatcom gonna... Community College right around the corner. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't understand how all that worked back then. So I just kind of went to Western, and I continued. I would have definitely done that. I don't know why I didn't, but yeah. So I, I took like a year and a half at Western before I got freaked out by the amount of debt I was going into. and then which was... I didn't know any of this. This is all news to me. Oh, I never told you this? No, I, did, I, did, I was oh. not even aware that you went to Western. I started having panic attacks because of the debt. Oh, so, 
You know, and it was only fourteen thousand bucks at the time. Yeah, there's somebody close to my life who's currently going to the University of Washington, and, and yeah. they they panic about it. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're sweating. It's just money. Yeah. <laughs> and when you get out of university, you're gonna be making so much money. I don't know why this is an issue for you, but I, well, I I'm respectfully agreeing that it is an issue. No, but well, for at me, the same time, you know, right now you're looking back and you're going, God, that was fucking nothing. It was stupid. It well, it wasn't stupid. I'm not gonna beat myself up over it, but it was because I had come from a background where I had no money, and to me, $14,000 was like, holy shit, what am I doing? Right. And I started to, and at the time, I didn't realize why I was having these panic attacks, and I was having them in class sometimes. I had to get up sometimes and leave, and I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was like, okay, I got to get out of this, so I dropped out. And it was only later that I realized, I was like, oh, it was the money. All you, it needed, was like, all you needed was a therapist. Well, I didn't know that. We weren't, the, you know, colleges were not the whole safe space thing. But, you know, that's why they, I don't. They, they, give you, they assign you a therapist now. Yeah, I know. And that's good. And I'd never criticize that. You know, a lot of people bitch about millennials and their safe space stuff. And I was like, you know, people who say that are not the ones who've ever been to college, you know, or had going to college where their parents weren't paying for it. You know, it's like it's fucking stressful, man, especially if you come from a background where Fourteen thousand dollars is a lot of fucking money. Yeah, like and you, I, you could have bought Aberdeen for that. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, bitches! Here I come. Fourteen grand, but it's all mine. And part of Hoquim. Shit. God, my childhood home is like uh, is worth like. Fifty thousand or something in Aberdeen. Really? I looked it up just recently out of curiosity. 50, they went on the assessor site for Grace Harbor, and I looked up. It was like fifty thousand. I was like, "Holy shit, Fuck, man! That's pocket change." Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> "I could sell this house I, I and might, buy that one outright, and still have money I, left." I, I might fucking move to Aberdeen. Was that like an hour? Oh, an hour no, commute no, to no, Olympia? No, 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 don't is it do hour? That. It's just an hour, don't right? Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Holy shit, man! That is literally pocket change. I could pay for that house cheap yeah that's uh it's probably not a good trade-off i would say that no. let's just say yeah, it's probably not a good no korean restaurants in in aberdeen uh there might be some now there may be but i wouldn't uh i wouldn't bank they're on, on the them beach being... man they're on the coast how is that not the that's best the place one ever? thing that's the one thing deanne and i consistently you know we got up here to bellingham we're like where are all the beaches isn't this i mean it's near the coast right where's where do people go for the beach oh go up to uh, go up to birch bay there's a great beach up there oh, we get up there and me, it's birch like bay. what is yeah, this this, this is, is not like the beach that's why nobody goes to the beach around here but i love the coastal beaches oh like, it's yeah completely yeah completely yep. different that's why i love going to seaside it's been a few years since i've been there but god damn that's a whole different experience than i grew up with it's like, yeah. and you had that in your backyard yeah yeah and we almost never went when we lived there it was like who fucking cares the beach it's like there's nothing to do out there yeah, yeah we'd go out there constantly now if we had it had the opportunity but yeah. um yeah it's just too long and it's only there. an hour for me but i just you know it's so depressing to drive oh. through aberdeen and have all these memories for you rick that i <laughs> yeah it's, it's crippling and i'm like oh god i'm hips here and i'm like tears are rolling out of my eyes and i'm trying to make it through aberdeen to get up to it's pretty uh, it's pretty traumatic and, I, and, I admit and i'm like well if you turn off it at uh what is it elma you can turn off you can go around the back road and you can make it out to the beaches that oh, you way go up to the arctic yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go, go, go through arctic i, I love I, I love when i'm driving I, that road i know i know what you just and there's a little town in there called arctic so i'm about to head up to the arctic right, right. yeah okay yeah yeah it's around that area um <laughs> no i do not uh officially advise anyone to move to aberdeen that's no. just for but, any man, reason come on <laughs> it's cheap i mean no offense to my friends that live there i mean i have i still have friends that live there hey, I do have, you yeah i have friends that move i didn't even realize that anybody lived there <laughs> 
<laughs> I noticed there was a Honda dealership the last time I drove through, but... Oh, well, there we go. Now I can move there. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> set, man. Let me probably fix that fender for you. Oh, leave my fender alone. <laughs> God damn. I don't know if I can live with myself. What, having a, a dent in your car? Oh, my God. You know, some <laughs> somehow I lost the little cap that goes over your windshield wiper arm, the little blade, and there's a nut that gets exposed when the cap comes off, and it came off the other day, and I just had a panic attack. I'm looking at it. I'm like, I can fuck? see the fucking nut. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to rust, so I had to get online as soon as I can and, and search How down do a lead. How you even notice that? I wouldn't even <laughs> notice that. It's like, God damn, man. You know, it's screwing up the aerodynamics of my car. You know, the wind's hitting it now, and it doesn't have the plastic guard in front of it. And I'm like, oh, my. Oh, my God, man. Okay, so here's the thing. I admire you and Jeff uh, Miller for knowing so much about cars. I mean, I, I love that I can just message you guys, and you guys are back with, like, 50 different, you know, pieces of advice for me on anything that I ask you. Somebody actually took my advice recently, which I couldn't believe. Yeah? Yeah, the, the, there's the gym, you know, James? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was he was looking for a car, and he was about to get himself into a fucked up car. Yeah, and I was like, Jim, do me a favor, right? Like I said, I said, Jim, I, 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 one of my favorite things to do is shop for cars, and I really know cars. Yeah, I can't buy that many cars, but one of my favorite things to do is to shop for cars. And let me tell you the car you should at very least go take on for a test drive before you buy this. And I didn't call it a piece of shit. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> I said, please at least tell me that you'll go test drive this other car, which is in the seg- same segment that you want to be in, but it's a right. hundred times better than the piece of shit you want to buy. Okay. Just so that with a free conscience, I can go, well, he truly liked the car that he thought he wanted. Are you going to tell us what the car is that he was looking he at? He wanted to buy some Buick CUV, and I was like, "Oh my God, Buicks are pieces of crap." You know, so are they? I'm sorry, Swapman, but well, see, I wouldn't have known that either. I would, I'm in that same. Yeah, you know, same... Swapman actually got like probably the best one that they actually offer. So, but oh, yeah. you know, you've seen that it's kind of falling apart on them to some extent. I mean, the car still runs right, but like the plastics and shit are all just. Oh no! I hadn't every time that. I look in there, I'm like. See, people like Jeff and me and Jim, we don't notice this stuff. You and Jeff Miller, you guys are like right away. It's like, oh, my God, the cap is missing off the windshield wiper. So, so what he what he he, he took him he 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 went and he I, I believe he drove the Buick uh, on the same day, but he yeah. took my advice and went and drove the Mazda that I had pointed him to, and he was like, you're, you know, Mike, you're you're dead fucking right. This Mazda is like a thousand times better. Yeah, than the Buick as far as everything that he wanted out of the car, like a luxurious feel, like he wanted to step up. He had moved into a nicer class of life, and yeah. you know, he just wanted a nicer space to be in for his commute. And I'm like, the okay. Mazda is like a billion times better than that buick i know buick has this name from when we were younger kids being yeah. being this thing but that's not where chrysler's at right now please please try and he bought the mazda and he's super thrilled about it so, yeah cool you know the one time somebody took my advice they were actually super thrilled about it well i would trust your advice i'd trust your advice with that kind of stuff yeah. definitely yeah definitely because I, I have zero clue what i'm doing i mean i we got mason that um uh avenger and yeah. I feel like that was a good buy. I went, we went test driving it, and I got a really good feel off the car yeah. the, the whole time. Yeah. And I looked it up afterward after we bought it, which it was a bad idea. I should have looked it up before we bought it, but yeah. I looked it up afterward, and it turned out the reason it's so inexpensive is because Dodge was just trying to make a stripped down car for people who didn't want the, you kind, know, kind of looks backup. like a Challenger. Yeah, I mean, it looks nice, but it, it's like the. Uh, it doesn't have any of the extras. It doesn't have like the backup camera. It doesn't have they they stripped all of that out and just said this is just for people who just want a car. 
yeah. and don't need all the all the extra yeah. stuff that you know that everybody demands nowadays. And so I was a little leery about like I know it's used. It had like eighty thousand miles on it, and it's it was a, like it's fourteen. Yeah, with eighty thousand on it. Yeah, yeah, and it somebody was, liked to drive. Yeah, well, but the thing is, we got the Carfax report, and it was like they had they had religiously taken it in for the for oh, the service. Well, you're solid. Yeah, and I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, we're buying this fucking car. Yeah. There's no way we're walking yeah. out of here without this because we're not going to find this again. No. And, um, and he was really in love with the car. He was like, I really like the way that T- looks. Tell me, uh, the, the first thing I noticed, though, was that you were at a Honda, Honda dealership. And I went, I bet you Rick <laughs> took him there to buy a fucking Honda. And Mason was like, but, Dad, this one looks so much cooler. No, he wanted. He was on board with whatever I decided. But yeah. um, in the first thing, you know, I told him, I, I told the, the, the salesperson, I said, I really like Hondas. I said, I've had great experiences with the ones I've owned. Okay. And he goes, oh yeah. He goes, we like to hear that. And so he showed us a couple, and I was like, hmm. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this isn't what we're looking for. And then he, then he showed us that the Avenger, and I was like, okay, this looks like a first car. Yeah. You know, this looks like a, a cool car that he could live with. Pretty decent car, and I'm, I'm sure he's thrilled to have it. At least he, yeah. he doesn't have a big ass dent in his fender. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my dent alone. So how how would we rate the uh, Aslan Brewing Francis uh, Farmer? I I you know um, I don't want to give it a perfect because I haven't given any beer a perfect. I don't think. Um, well, but, especially since you had the wrong rating. Right. Scale. I mean, <laughs> especially since I had the wrong rating scale. But uh, God damn, it's really good. It's four and a half. We'll is there it. is there a four and a half in that scale? Yeah, I'd give it a four. I don't yeah. do halves, but yeah. I would give it a four. Yeah, definitely. No. Terrific. I don't feel like I was ripped off, and it was an expensive bottle. Was it? Yeah. It's worth. I would buy. I would. Spend. I mean, what did you say it was? It was six, sixteen. 16. Yeah, I'd spend that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe sixteen dollars. Not expensive to people who are like rolling for the, you know, when when you're working for county government, you know. Oh but Jesus! For, Seriously, if you think that's uh, makes somebody wealthy, <laughs> you got excellent think benefits again. at least. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I guess we're I guess we're at the final thought stage, huh? I, th- I think we're at the final thought stage. I, I mean, you know, you, you always worry about these two people. Uh, I don't worry. I've never worried about a two person podcast. I think that's the format. You know, yeah, it, I think it, it works. It, way it works, but you know, we were able to carry an hour at least. Yeah. So, um, yep. I don't really have anything. I'm glad to be back on the, the show. Yeah. I, I really miss you guys. Wish we were doing this a little more regularly. I've been thinking about you know maybe I just pick up the phone. I'd start calling people and recording it. Yeah. That, that might be fun for me. Yeah, that's actually kind of a cool A couple weeks ago, I was setting up with, and we had somebody at the office who was not necessarily doing a podcast, but like training videos. And I was like setting up the microphone and, uh, you know, I got them to set up and I was like practicing and I had the little boom arm with the microphone on it. it wow. Like, it was bringing cool. back all the feelings and I was like, oh shit, I really miss this. It was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. really a good part of my life. Yeah. And then yesterday I was like doing this, not an interview, but I was doing like an informational session with some people I didn't know. Like they were from the Seattle University and I was describing a product that I use and the salesperson had come to me and he goes can you can you talk to these people so I was giving this presentation to like Weird. on the spot you know to five or six different people and tell them about this product but you know all of these skills and talents that you learn from picking up you know just doing this on a regular basis you know a lot yeah. of people don't get that yeah 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 and I was able to just like lead that and just like point them where, wherever I needed them to be and make sure that my conversation was going in the direction I wanted it to go yeah, yeah. even if I got a mile off course I could bring it back yeah. and take them where I needed them to be in you could I really segue back to what you needed to yes I, I, I really <laughs> missed it so I was, I was I'm glad to be back and uh, you know hopefully this will give a little more validity to the fact that my picture still remains on the <laughs> I'll get rid of it soon, I promise. 
<laughs> Unless you don't want it removed. I, I might cry on that day. Maybe, maybe just leave it on there. Give me, give, give me an excuse to keep making sure that I insist we'll put that I'm a, back on a we'll little bit. We'll put you in a smaller bubble. I, I know it's hard for you guys to meet on a Saturday, but, you know, I'm often up here on a Saturday. If I come up on a Friday, I don't get up here until, well, like, after you guys are done with your stuff. So Yeah, let us know when you – because, uh, I mean, Dan works a lot of mornings. Yeah, we're up Saturday. here probably more often than you realize. Yeah, okay. So, you know, Saturdays work good for me. Yeah, that'd be cool. We yeah. should we should plan yeah. to do it that way. Yeah. Um, Blow me, bitches. That's my last thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to try to follow that, so I don't have a final thought. So, good night, Dave. Good night, Dave. It was nice talking to you yesterday. Glad you're doing real good. Man, that guy's bang on. He's got a set. Yeah, he's doing yeah. well. Fuck. The Beer Plus 3 podcast features Jeff Swatman, Rick Anderson, Bree Edwards, and occasionally... Mike Zamora, David Brown, and Brandon Longwell. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and any other mystical realms where finer podcasts frolic. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night, Dave. Oh, no, yeah, you actually could. I mean, a lot of bands do great work just being, you know, so-so. Right. So it's not even, yeah, that's that's true. You know, being a talented guitarist it will take you very far. Yeah. Um, but being an okay guitarist takes you pretty far, too. And uh, Yeah, it's all about the... I, 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 it seems like it's about how, how much you believe in what you're doing, you yes. know? Because, yeah. you know, the the joke about, about Nirvana is that... Um, well, it's a, it's a recycled joke about the Beatles. The Beatles had a joke about how Ringo wasn't even the best drummer in the band. And it was true. I can't remember who it was. I think it was John Lennon was actually a better drummer than he was. Yeah. And the same joke got recycled for Nirvana, which was that Kurt wasn't even the best guitar player in the band, which is actually has proven to be completely true. <laughs> Absolutely true, right? Yeah. So it's yeah, it is. It's weird. People get hung up on certain. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, music is an artistic thing, right? And and there are definitely technicians, and there there's a line where you can be a technician and an artist, but yeah, uh, the art always speaks through more than the, oh yeah, the yeah. Techni- techni- technical side yep. does. Yeah, I've always loved. You know, I've always loved. Um, like really technical bands, but it's, I don't require that. I mean, um, and the ones that I do like, I mean, there's a lot, and a lot of those were like the progressive bands of the seventies and stuff. Some of them to me just sound like they've got no, there's no like artistry to it. You know what I mean? Like I can't get into it. It's just like a lot of like really complex musical compositions. And it's like, there's just, there's nothing there. Like right. I have a friend who's really into King Crimson and I cannot listen. Oh to my those. God. <laughs> I can't listen to him. I'm just like, there's no heart to this. I yeah. cannot, I yeah. don't get it. I don't, I mean, I can, I can appreciate them on a musical level. They do complicated kind of compositions and, and really interesting stuff but i just i cannot they've they've they'll never be the type of band that gets me to my feet you know yelling at a concert because it's just it's not there i no, don't no soul no essence it they, doesn't they, they yeah. bring no spark yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a while since i've even heard that name but i recall <laughs> not really being into their music at all and in you know for you know it's overdone the, the music's certainly overdone you know yeah. I mean, there's, there's a certain line where you know you just got to stop doing whatever it is you're doing 
yeah and call it good and if you don't know where that line is man you you're not you're not artistic and you're you're probably not all that talented either yeah you're, all you're really doing is jerking off into your instrument <laughs> <laughs> for real oh wow <clears throat> holy crap so uh, that's a, that was a good pick. That was well, Ruben. You know, you can't can't go wrong with Ruben, right? I don't know if you seen on Instagram. I was that Ruben had Ruben. I don't know. You guys are up here in the in the in the pocket where you've got a lot of good beer, so you don't have to like travel out to the rest of the state. <laughs> we, we don't care about the rest of everybody. We give a shit about you guys. But uh, <clears throat> Ruben has been kicking ass and taking names. I think in 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 the name of the state. I think as a representative beer of of the. Washington, I think uh, they've they've definitely come out uh, ahead ahead of the curve. And yeah. I had been to their uh, their brewery a couple of times in the past. And fuck, man! I mean, you know, you're talking about a metropolitan area. You know, Ballard. Yeah, you know, I, I went to school in Ballard actually. So uh, oh. going to Ballard nowadays, it's like it's a completely different experience. It's like a mini Silicon Valley. You know, you've got the Cisco, Google, oh, everybody's really? down in that fucking area. That's weird. And uh, it, it's certainly blown up, and it's not anything like it was in the late 80s, early 90s. But uh, there sits Ruben, and that brewery's just fucking slammed, packed, just yeah, like a can of tuna, man. You just can't get any more meat in there. See, I, have, I associate that logo with you know, like something I don't – the first time we had one of these on the podcast, one of their – beers i hated it yeah so this was this is a surprise i mean especially and it's a really good it's a good morning beer it's not like super heavy no no i wanted I, you know i was trying to grab some lighter beers i, I don't get to drink that often like i said i so, guess we should <laughs> save this chatter for when we actually start the <laughs> speaking of okay so who's gonna do uh who's gonna play jeff's who's gonna play the role of jeff <laughs> oh I, yeah I don't, it's gonna have to be you rick I, okay. i'm way out of i'm i'm way rusty I, you know i, I got, guess i got, guess you're the guest uh, now uh, right <laughs> I, I, it's, picture still on on the podcast but yeah def, definitely the guest yeah well let me i'll go ahead and just start because it sounds like we're ready to to Wait, talk so. i didn't even get to mechaleka heine ho oh yeah i don't leave that out warm up warm up the jeff the would never here. never forgive me for uh and letting that go by yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, what what is it? Uh, uh, it's 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 Deschutes High, Mecca Lecca Low, Mecca Heine, Mecca Heine Heine Ho, and a one two three. Speak into the mic, Mike. And here I am, and I'm ready to go. Thank you, for Ricky. That. Ricky, take it away. 